Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. This is the OKest Hunter Podcast. Never pass on shooter bucks, because that's just me in the freezer. It's your tag, you hunt how you want. This is OKest Hunter. What up? Welcome to the OKS Hunter Podcast. We're in the OKS Hunter Podcast studio here in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. I know there's someone somewhere listening to this and they know where that is. And they're like, whew, I know where that is. Coming to you live from your mom's basement. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, Anyway, yeah, thanks for joining us tonight for another episode. We got some guests in studio. We'll get to that in just a second and get you guys introduced and bring in and chat it up. But uh, first things first, we're brought to you by Spartan Forge. They are our premier presenting sponsor. Um, They actually just shared our post today on, on Instagram with a buck. That is on the table here, so that was really nice of them to do. We uh, It was a full-range movement day and a very abnormal movement day, and that means that those deer were far out of their comfort zone doing weird deer things to get that action. So Weird deer things in action. To get action. Mm, okay. Yeah. I mean, on a cold day, would you want to get out of your bed? But if there's enough motivation... You'll get out of your bed and you'll travel for it. This right? is true. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, gosh, I got to pull up my... It's. I feel like it's been a while, even though we did two episodes last week. Deer camp just happened. So I killed a lot of brain cells last weekend. <laughs> and I'm just trying to get my bearings under me. Uh, Latitude Outdoors. I hunted out of the saddle in for gun season for the first time ever. I've never done gun it's, hunting out of a saddle. It's nice. I got to say... It wasn't bad. Uh, other than the wind chapping my ass, it was pretty good. Were you in the saddle? Oh, yeah. Okay. For Until about 10.30. I lasted from 5.30 in the morning until 10.30 in the morning, and then the 20-mile-an-hour wind and, you know, temperatures in the brutal. teens. Yeah, we all know. If you're That's in the Midwest, enough. it was brutal. Uh, Go Wild is a partner of ours. So all of the codes you can use for everybody is OHP. By the way, you'll save money 20% on Spartan Forge, 10% or 20% on Latitude, uh, accessories, 10% on Go Wild. I want to talk about Go Wild for two seconds before we get to our last sponsor, and there's a reason we're holding out on you guys on that. Uh, I We got a notification today from our, we have a Giphy account. So if you're on like your iPhone or you're on Facebook and you want to do a GIF, you can find us there. We have a bunch of stuff. And one of our GIFs got removed because we apparently violated their community guidelines, but it had been a year since we posted this GIF. And they're like, all of a sudden, this has been removed. You can't show violent things. And it was my buddy dragging a deer. Yeah, and like, it was just Mike. He was just out of shape. You know, couldn't breathe. Puffing and puffing. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, um, is this Giphy? Yeah. I yeah, think so. it's kind of weird. You got to type in, like, hunting, maybe, or something. And then, eventually, you'll probably find us in here. Let's see if I can. Here's one. Here's Greg swinging from a tree. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Hopefully that one doesn't get removed for like dangerous behavior or whatever the hell it's going to be. And our TikTok account is a, a big, huge warning right now of via, like we're in violation of the community guidelines. We're, we've gotten a wrist slapped one too many times, apparently. So they're like, look, you're real, uh, you're on thin ice here. But I think because we're like advertising through their platform, they're kind of giving us some leeway, maybe. Anyway, totally don't go wild. Doesn't slap your wrist for those things at all. They will not remove your content. You won't violate their community guidelines unless you're just a dick. Um, but it will have nothing to do with the content you're posting as it relates to deer hunting. So if you're looking for a place to go where you're not going to get censored and removed and silenced and canceled, go to Go Wild. I promise you it'll be worth it. And last but not least, the buck that's on the table that uh, Spartan Forge helped me find and locate in terms of deer movement and all that jazz and using their app and stuff um, was actually killed buy a vector arrow and a vector broadhead and if you Fantastic. want to save some money on vector custom shop 10 percent ohp will get you there um we got some vector guys here in studio with us it's not isaac because he's been here too many times we told him to get the hell out of here or he's just too cool for us or he's tired and has other things he needs to do like family i don't know what he's doing actually maybe you guys know he's not having fun no no, no but, we're, we're the fun ones okay but ben, you're in town yep Co-founder. No, not no? really. Okay. It's kind of brought on later on. Data geek guy. Sure. Okay. Roll with it. <laughs> Just <laughs> tell me if I'm totally wrong. No, close enough. Yeah. Brad, engineer, savant, genius of the company. Oh, I don't know. If we'll go that far. <laughs> engineer. <laughs> That's what my degree says. Anyway. Okay. Genius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Genius. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Sioux Line, Canadian Pacific, Amtrak. Wasn't funny, was it? No trains. No trains. Wrong hat. Wrong hat. Yep. Yeah. Way over his head. Yeah. See, he's even laughing. Oh, and he kind of got it. I got oh, it. It's kind of funny. I caught back up. Okay. Yeah. I was a little slow on that. Yeah, your train was a little There's slow. There's no coal in my engine. <laughs> no. <laughs> now you're old school. You need a little engine that couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, ain't going on. So Wednesday, I lost my last Iron Will Broadhead, lost my second arrow of the season. Uh, by flinging air at a buck that I missed completely because it got it hit a branch and I don't. So I, I don't know this is actually really cool. One of the best ways we found to help people just not lose arrows is by not missing. Um, you <laughs> yeah. Give it a try. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't work for me. It's but pretty helpful. That's not true because people that get full pass throughs lose arrows all the time because they keep going into the ground and you can't. That, that one had a full pass through. I never found the arrow. Um, buried itself somewhere. That way, that arrow doesn't have any blood on it. Just yeah, that's it. just one of the ones you guys outfitted me with, oh, and I thought it looked right. nice up there. Yeah, it's a yeah. touching piece. Here, yeah, this one looks a little... Yeah, we'll upgrade the veins. Yep, you there the we new, go. You get the new veins too now. Are there? I feel like I've been through three sets of veins, two sets of veins with you guys. I just got those this season. Oh, we yeah, did. we changed. Yeah, yep. and then yep. before that I had, I still have them. I have orange veins on a different set on the HMRs. Yeah, sure. But the, not like that. Yeah, the, the Q2i. Orange yep, veins. Q2i. Back, back when we had colors. Yep. yep. V1, right? Uh, the OG. The, yeah, the OG. Yeah, because we used to be where to hunt. Our color was like orange. And then we rebranded, what, two summers ago now? I yeah. Remember. Two summers ago. Yep. So what's your main color? Brown. We don't have that color. <laughs> no. <laughs> we don't I would never, find, I would never find those arrows. <laughs> never find it. <laughs> no. yeah, we Let's make it harder for them to find the arrows. Let's make them brown. Historically, I always shot green and white or chartreuse and green or chartreuse and white. So... Pretty easy colors to pick out if you can find your arrow buried in the canary grass. It was nice having the white right. to see the blood. I, so I had actually, I, exactly. I texted Isaac and then called him right away. He was one of the first people I called. So I'm like, he's, he didn't even know I had the new broadheads. 
he didn't know that you drove them out here and brought them to me. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, le- it basically gutted the deer for me because it was a quartering two shot, you know, from a tree stand going down and it like went long in double long guns. and then down through the belly. So when I found him, he was halfway gutted. It was a pretty easy gut job. Although Greg could have helped me. Right, there's two on the side. Yep. Um, you should put gloves on before you handle these. I'm not touching them because I sliced my finger <laughs> open on one. I'm pretty you nervous. You just threw them into the arrow. Which these one? look so, sweet, man. It's been a while since I've shot a three-blade. I've, I've been stuck on the, the two-blade with bleeder. I like them because they're reliable, and I can caveman sharpen them. Oh, yeah. You know. Those are yours now. Oh, wow. Okay, great. Thank you. You'll have to tell me how I can use these. You screw uh, them into your arrow. Yeah, I knew you, you, I knew I was gonna come. you shoot them. I'm just you laying them in the mushy guys. part. Once but again, like, the not yeah. missing part comes key. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I was pretty jacked to have that happen with your guys' setup. That's the oh, second that's awesome. deer I've killed with my bow, and it's the se- and I've only ever killed them with the vector arrows because that one was with an HMR. Mm-hmm. Um, but a yep. QAD broadhead from before I switched to Ironwell and not to you guys. The Exodus, yeah. So um, it's a good broadhead. Yeah, those are pretty much the three heads we want people to use. Tell me, tell me more. Which ones? An Exodus, Ironwells, or ours? Re- wow. So I was doing pretty yeah. good this mm-hmm. whole time. Like those those three are some of the best options you got. You're welcome. They're sharp. They they're, sharp. Very sharp. <laughs> they're, they're very sharp. They're very sharp. Uh so I guess I don't know, uh calculator. Yep. And then we can get into product design. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about what you got going on. Uh, How'd you come to, to Vector? What so happened? I blew my shoulder out and had shoulder surgery and couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And then I found a Facebook post asking for help on a project with zero budget. And I somehow thought that was a good idea. So I kinda of been involved since and then got more involved with more stuff and Ended up getting with Brad building all this cool stuff. Very cool. So, sounds like make fun. it sound so simple. But like, what's your background that you knew how to do that? Um, so I was a systems engineer for four and a half years. So just that kind of stuff was already what I did, and I also okay. did a lot of stuff just on the side where I kind of just played with stuff. So it didn't take a lot to just kind of figure out how to make it work. What language do you speak in code? Is it like Python or uh, C sharp or like Java? All of those. Oh my god! Yeah. So you're like. Ben's you, like the guy that if he doesn't know it, he'll go on YouTube or just, and Reddit. Yeah. Are you on Reddit? Unfortunately, like, yeah. It's yes, worst, you are. It's the worst place <laughs> in the world. I love it. In like a half a day, he'll be able to do something. That's crazy. No matter what. Yeah. You, there's so much information in the world right now that if you want to learn something. I also it. have a project with zero budget. <clears throat> you yeah. just will be able to talk to you later about that. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, it's not zero budget, but anyway. And and like, when did you come on board then? Oh, it Fred. was. Last year, year and a half ago now? Yeah, so you were last August or last, June. No, it was last June. Last June. Because yeah, I came on in February, and the first time I was up was when the first time you came over. Yep. So that was... Yeah, it was cold Yeah, when I got to the shop, and we were in the other shop. Um, and, and was it, was it something similar? Thing. Like, yeah. hey, I need help designing these yeah, arrows. Actually, Isaac put a post out, I need help <laughs> fletching arrows, because we just got blown up. Yeah, that's were, when that happened. Know, way behind. So then I went there, and it was like an hour and a half drive. So I didn't really want to drive down there to Fletch Arrows. And mm-hmm. then um, a couple months later, Isaac called me. And he said, you want to help design some components? Because I told him I had an engineering degree. Mm-hmm. And that I said, sure. So nights and weekends, I spent a lot of time on the computer with Ben, designing our components and upgrading. That's wild. Yeah. The serendipity yeah. of that, because they blew, they blew up because he Isaac had just happened to send Zach Farenbaugh Arrows. He happened to not have the arrows he needed. Those are just laying around his room. Grabbed them, killed a buck with it on film, of course. Yep. And then, like, that's when he got all these orders coming through, and he thought the site was broken or something. Uh huh. 
and it wasn't. And then it was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and We're then buried. Yeah. The, the power of marketing. Oh yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't take a whole lot. We found out that the hunting community is fairly small and tight knit. Yeah. That once it gets out there, it, you know, can really. Get out well, it helps that you awesome. have what I would refer to as product led growth. Like your guys's product is high enough quality and work that it speaks for itself to some degree. And you've made it highly convenient for people to get it. Yes. Yeah. The, word, the word of mouth is fantastic. Yeah, that was a big thing. It's making it something that you can actually scale and get out because ordering arrows waiting six and a half weeks kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. So being able to order them, show up in two weeks, and go shoot them and have a great time and a great experience is that was getting to that point was a lot of work. What are some of the learnings you guys have had along the way, like course corrections and feedback and things like that? Because I imagine people that shoot these things like this big guy over here are pretty vocal about when something isn't going the way they want it to. I mean, this arrow is 180 degrees different than the arrows that we sent out last year. There's not a single component on this arrow or the HMR aside from the carbon that was there last year. How, so talk about that. Like how? Oh, their insert's different. Yep. You know, so no more ethics, right? Yeah, no more ethics. It's, it's, it's all one piece. We should get this off of here. I kind of like this. It. It's broken. <laughs> Before it gets broken. <laughs> just, yeah, you can put it wherever yeah. you want. That's the biggest buck you ever held. This is the biggest bug I ever killed. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you've That's held bigger bucks. Mm, not much bigger. Let's put it down here. That's all right. Not with a bow. Okay. At least. So 180 degrees different than even a year ago, yep. and certainly different than where it started from. Yep. Right. So new new knocks. The knocks currently shipping are boning F knocks. New wraps, new veins. Carbon stayed the same. The way we actually cut our carbon and spine our carbon did change. That algorithm was updated with some feedback we did get. The way we the component changed and also the field tips changed. We now send you field tips with your arrows. Yep. So we just saw a need, we saw feedback, everything we got. I mean, any problem that shows up, we handle it personally. So that comes in, we have a pretty big you pool of issues process yeah if it's right. a problem we fix it if our and that's customers ideal. email in we're customer service and engineer design team so you have the the wherewithal and chops to go deep with the customers on certain topics exactly being involved in the product development you you're not just some like yeah i'm a customer service service from india right taking a park call for no reason and like exactly that would piss people off and we don't have a phone number on our website for a reason and that's because none of us are you know, just sitting around doing nothing, waiting for the phone to ring. Yeah. So we're trying to, yeah, make our time as efficient, you know, keeping things rolling in the shop as well as getting. You'd have so many calls too. Oh, it's. I bet. You you know, there's like something to accommodating customer preferences. Maybe someday you get to get a phone number, but like some people prefer a call. A lot of folks and like our younger generation prefer asynchronous communication where they're typing. Right. Because they're on a different time schedule too. Mm -hmm. And being on the phone is tricky. Yeah, Sometimes. I mean, I'm, I'm the guy that wants to call and talk on the phone with people, but that takes Me a lot too. of resources to do it. Yeah, it I mean, takes a lot of time because that's what I do for my job. I'm a tech support person at a manufacturer for plumbing and heating products. I spend a lot of time on the phone and responding to emails and building product and all that other fun stuff. You guys it eats hire, a lot of your day. hire this guy? I, for the right the, amount of money, the, I think they, you get him. They don't, don't want to <laughs> I think he'd be a great ad. <laughs> <laughs> he really knows the shit. Hey, man, I know how to build arrows. He knows customer basement. service. You know, I tell you what. Yeah. Well, yep. <coughs> I, I came on when the whole business model, you know, started. I think Isaac was mm-hmm. talking about that, you know, mm-hmm. get an arrow. Instead of buying a, a dozen of bear shafts and yep. having to fletch them and do all the work yourself, you can just 
show them, you know, buy them, show up at your door ready to shoot. That's the part that, that I've always been drawn to because I have a lot of you guys see my house. It's crazy down here. I have three kids. I'm doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of opportunity for me to like, hey, honey, I know I do all these things all the time and I hunt, but can I also leave to go like, go to the archery shop? Right. She'd be like, no, no, I, I'm going to go do something, you know? So having that happen and having you like literally drive over the other day with broadheads is like life changing. I oh, mean, it, literally, it kill me, kill this deer for me as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah, you were out of broadheads, huh? Yeah, I didn't have any. So <laughs> I was like, uh, mm, that, that worked out really farm? well. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to go there for anything. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't even know what they put on the shelves there. It's got to be the most just kind of generic around, pick shit. Up stuff, and it's like, oh, look, there's some of those and some of that. And yeah. It's this grapefruit spoon. kind of flatten that out. It's pretty picked over, too. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's always, it just always looks picked over. I don't really understand what they got going on over there. I'm unsure as well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, it's really rough ever since the whole COVID thing. That store has really taken a nosedive for what they, they carry on the shelves. Yeah, if we don't have it, uh, you don't need it. That's entirely not true. I need most of the things you don't have these days. <laughs> exactly. is like, But they have some nice flannels, so I'll give them that. Sure. Uh, and they got the You Betcha stuff, so that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Burns. <laughs> Up north. Charlie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? cut out in the center aisle. Yep. Um. So on the engineering side, talk about the broadheads. Like, those just hit the market this season, right? They did. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, please. Are, are, did you guys do some sort of partnership with Iron Will to get those made up? Or, like, wh- how did those come to fruition? Nope. So those were entirely separate those are just some products so these are the three blades that's the md3 but the vbs is probably what you're referring to mm-hmm. no we sourced our own manufacturers and everything for that project so we from top to bottom that was fully designed by us and the computer the yeah. thing that you were you were thinking of is they they offered the snyder core system from yep. iron wheel uh, okay yeah so we did have the zmr with the iron wheel components for a period of time and that's that was just with the components there and sorry, Greg, not trying to point that your way. I hit my mute button, but I didn't consider that you're right in my line of fire. <laughs> um, okay, I'm glad that I have more awareness around that. And these are nice little cases, too. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. the iron ones are expensive. These are more affordable. Yeah. Yes. So that was the main goal is to make a, a premium head out of mm-hmm. premium materials with not the premium price. Yeah, because to be totally honest... There's heads that cost our price point sixty four ninety nine. I think is that right? Yep. Um, that are cost sixty four ninety nine that aren't worth that. And there's heads that cost one hundred and ten dollars that aren't worth one hundred and ten dollars. And we'd rather sure. you go buy this one that's sixty four ninety nine is a pretty good deal for sixty four ninety nine. Um, whereas heads like an Iron Will, it's worth every penny. They got an incredible steel. Their tolerances are incredible. I mean, they fly great. Yep. And I've killed multiple animals with the same head without even sharpening it. Like they're incredible, but not everyone can pay for that. And mm-hmm. there are heads that are in between those price points mm-hmm. that are not worth that. Or you shouldn't pay for it, but you do anyway because you just like them that much. Well, I mean, I'd say, <laughs> I, I'd say an iron wheel is yeah. definitely worth it. Yeah. When it comes in a freaking wooden I've, box. I've yeah. killed a bunch, too. Yeah. With Looks the like wide cut, to, yeah. the single bevel and, and the uh, the solid 125. I shot the solid uh, or the the vented 100s for a while. Yeah. I killed a lot of deer, multiple deer with them. I love those wide vented. That's probably one of my favorite yeah. heads. and They're that, great, but if you can't afford them, that yeah. middle option just didn't exist for a really a bunch of good choices. I mean, I'm not sure how familiar our guys are with that price point, but it's pretty lacking. It is lacking. And There's the, not much in there. You're getting a 
a, get, a mechanical. I won't say it's a good mechanical, but maybe it is for about that price point, right? Yeah. You, you're finding some mechanicals in there. Yeah, there's some mechanicals. Right. A little beefier. Two blade fixed that are not very good, that are just oh, yeah. their design, like old long two blade, which are just giant levers that bend and don't fly great. Right. With a small cut. Like, they're just not a real, really good options there. So we brought those into there. And then we also brought this three blade into there because there wasn't an option for that either. So kind of trying to find that middle price point for people that don't want to go to the premium options and people that want to shoot something more than a big box option, which like a Grim Reaper Micro Hades, a QAD Exodus, great options. But if you want a two blade with bleeders, you don't have a lot of good ones until you get up to that very premium price point. So getting something in there and it's bats well at its price range. Sure. Mm-hmm. And we went off um, familiar with Cody Greenwood, Trad Lab. I'm not actually. Greg might be. I'm not either, unfortunately. That is awesome. I'm well, sure we're gonna have to check yeah. him out then. Yeah, he's really good. He did okay. a lot of. Um, he's recurve, so yep. kill data from um, recurve archers, and the the swept blade style just seemed to stand out as far as blood on the ground and recovering your animal. So we wanted to emulate that um, on a broadhead that would be more conducive to fly good. Mm-hmm. So we kept it short, stubby, and then also penetrate well, which. Um, you know, thin, sharp blades. Yep, pretty hard thin, steel, but it's they're fairly thick. Yeah. Yep. Well, with the curve, with the curve blade, you actually have more cutting surface there. If you were to take and straighten it out, it'd be almost the equivalent, maybe, of a wide cut head. Yes. By the time it's all said and done, but it is tougher to sharpen. Yeah, and that's it, kind of the trade-off is as you do yeah. have that curved angle, it acts differently. So as it slides down and gets to a steeper angle, it's going to put more forces on the tissues, and you're actually going to be able to. It's a little different shape hole. Like if you've seen the entrance hole with the big four, it's called a four blade, but it's essentially the large secondary blade mm-hmm. with the um, either one of the main blades because we only have those one option right now for size, but it's a square. So you get a little different hole size because it does kind of stretch the high different because it does not cut as efficiently out towards that outside edge, but that was on purpose because it leaves a really big hole. Oh, yeah, it does. And one thing we were finding was <laughs> we don't really see a lot of penetration issues for most people shooting fixed blade heads. Nope. And the ZMRs are designed in such a way that you guys initially came to market with this, you know, chatter around heavy FOC or high FOC. High FOC, heavy arrow, and they work. You're sacrificing something with every everything you they do. Drop there's quick, a sacrifice. You know. Yeah. Uh, they drop like a rock. I so mean, you gotta, if you want to, you can shoot your arrow then throw your bow because they're probably the same distance. <laughs> <laughs> but so then, like with the ZMR, it's is it just is it the is it an evolution of the HMR? So our HMR got a facelift too. Um, the new components they come in 34 and 54 grains. So and we do cut our carbon shorter and we add additional spines. So all HMR and ZMR builds are going to be between 25 and 40 grains different which is between like 8 and 12 foot per second for the average shooter. We got super long draws. It's more for us. You guys, you got a shorter draw than us. So Pretty long yeah. wingspan here. Yeah, yeah, you are pretty long. What's your draw weight? Draw length, sorry. I have no idea. Well, ours are 32, so I think I'm, we're way out there. Yeah. but yeah. Like He's Isaac, pro- You're probably 30 or 30 and a half. Yeah, so you're right up there, probably 35 yeah. grains different. But it you can make fun of Isaac a little bit. We make fun of Isaac. Like he's like a twenty grain difference because the dude's got like a twenty seven inch draw. Interesting. Like the lollipop guilds are representing strong. <laughs> <The> <laughs> lollipop Whoa, shots guilds. fired. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, great. Yeah, I got these my dad and I got these Sasquatch arms. His are his are longer than mine. It's like he's hanging like an ape, you know, walking through the woods. <laughs> but exactly. I hope I'm hoping to get a new bow for next season. I don't think there's a big, big need other than mine's just tired. Do you like limbs? Older. There's a big, big need. 
Trust according me. to this guy, but it's a it's a, a bear uh, empire. It's never been tuned up. It's a single cam, super there's, quiet. There's bolts falling yeah, out of the handle. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. you'll be happy you did. But the yeah the the weight is it just can only go so much on it. I don't know, like a single yeah. cam. It's holds the string. I don't know. When's the last I've time you replaced it? it? I got uh-huh. it when I was still renting, and this is my second house. Yeah. Oh, that's impressive. So, but I had the I it hasn't had blown the, it up yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm getting nervous. Yeah. I had the the. You're getting nervous. Rubber. You already had it slap you in the face once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but kind of back to your question though, ZMR and HMR, they're pretty much the same, just different carbons. Our overall philosophy did shift away from that high FOC, heavy arrow thing because we, when we were prototyping ZMRs, everyone had like 430 grain arrows and it was like blowing mule deer knuckles apart and cutting off side legs in half. And we were like, okay, well that doesn't really make sense. So we kind of looked at it and we're like, okay. If you're shooting a 680 grain arrow, you can like it all you want, but there's probably a better tool for the job. And that's where these guys come in. You have two pretty moderate weights. If you want a little more speed, grab the ZMR. If you want a little less speed, grab the HMR, and then let personal preference take over from there. Interesting. And these are killing arrows. You're not you're not making range arrows or, you know, 3D. I mean, I target courses. Mine. Yeah, same, because it's what I have. Yeah. And it worked out well. I've I've done okay on the 3d course we we held our first event last year uh or this year in august foam fest and i didn't lose a single arrow which is like a first for me to not lose one (laughs) yeah you and i both kept foam uh, arrows and foam and the rest of the guys yeah you and i were neck and neck yeah we were doing good we're both the we're we're pretty equally matched greg and i at this point i'm less confident in my shot skills but i surprise myself every time (laughs) Right. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, I didn't lose it. All right. You know, I hit the target. Oh, wow, I yep. killed the buck. I can't believe it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just my story. Yep. Everyone else is like, we no, don't, you know. Yeah, we don't have our arrows in hands of that many tournament shooters. Like Ben's girlfriend, Emily, she shoots target yeah. quite a bit. Okay. Um, so we're trying better to shot than all more of us. and more import, you know, input from the target archers because we know they're, they got to put the arrow in the same, same spot every time. Yeah. So if we can ship them a dozen arrows and then translate you know that are perfect out of the box that translate to hunting and putting animals on the ground especially yep, yep. Because the biggest thing comes down to hitting what you're aiming at and if you build something that's built around how can we put that same arrow in the same hole every single time then that's gonna regardless of your skill it's gonna perform better than something that physically cannot be that repeatable what's so. like um i don't know a max a maximum like comfortable confident range for shooting these things knowing that they do drop like i mean i've shot these out to 140 yards so not i haven't shot an animal at 140 yeah, yards i was gonna say i, I wouldn't think kill the so, foam at 140 right. yards with it yeah that's like the bonus right. shot on the on the course right i went out west very comfortable shooting 80 yards yeah and i mean what i killed my bull at was 80 really yeah 80 yards Yeah, i killed a mule deer at yeah. 73 this year Cool. That's a different hunt though out west, right? Oh, it sure is. Yeah. Yeah. There's but probably... I definitely felt, you know, prepared. I had the, the ZMR and it was right at five hundred grains. Um, and it's still got enough behind it at that range to, to do damage, huh? Full pass Speed-wise. through with uh inch and a half expandable. Wow. Yeah, even I, our broadhead. <laughs> yeah, I pushed a two inch mechanical through my mule deer this year at that range and had no problems. That's impressive. Right. Yeah. The amount of energy right. you're pushing out of a compound bow is just insane. For you not to pass through, you have to miss, which hitting the animal in a bad spot is missing, mm-hmm. and, or you have to have something out of tune that causes the energy to get wasted on impact, okay. or something to break. Any of those things happens, it's not going to end well, but 
really from a compound perspective, we are pushing so much energy that the penetration is not going to be so much a function of range, so much a function of arrow mass. It's going to be more shot placement, the design of the broadhead, like my two inch expandable versus MD3s. Those are way more efficient heads, but a mule deer is kind of squishy. So it's just that math problem is kind of how you can look at it. And a lot of people look at it from a math standpoint, which isn't necessarily, there's a lot you're missing in that. It's not very wholesome. So Interesting. But as your range can probably be more effectively, especially for someone like you shooting a 30-inch draw. Excuse me. Your, how well you can group at, you know, 70, 80, 90, 100 yards is probably going to be more indicative than the actual energy in the arrow. Hmm. That makes good. Yeah, that's yeah. logical. So right. if, you can, mm-hmm. if you can hold a paper plate, at 120 yeah. yards and a softball at 100 yards, which I can't do that, then go shoot something at 100 yards if you want to. But it's going to be more how well you can hit your target and hit what you're aiming at. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shot placement is key. What was your we longest range shot that you've ever... At a deer? Yep. You've shot a lot of does. Um, 32, probably. And I whiffed on one at probably 40 this year, shooting from the ground. There's other factors involved there. Elk is a little different than a white doe. Oh, way different, especially oh, yeah. when it's an alert doe at 40 yards. <laughs> oh, they'll be bad. here and gone. Yeah, bad idea. Before. They're quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like they're quick. Someone's a sigh. Oh. The boss man's watching. Um, Tony Cordero, uh, listener of the show, he called in last week. Uh, he said, please don't crucify me, but are there any plans for crossbow bolts? Oh, I'm pushing hard. But Can I make a joke guys? about rifle bullets? <laughs> <laughs> I so there's, really there's, plan- there's, there's uh, desire. There's desire. And honestly, you know, <laughs> I know where Tony's <laughs> going with this. I mean, not only he, he may hunt with a crossbow, he may not. But Tony's part of, of uh, a mentoring program where you get, we take first time. I, I, I'm getting in the process of helping them with it. That's cool. But crossbows are probably a little more of a comfortable thing for a first-time hunter to go out with yeah you know and i mean there's a lot of room for improvement on crossbow bolts this isn't something either one of us have put a ton of time and energy looking into sure on a high level thing it's moving very fast a lot of times anytime you're going really fast stuff doesn't tune all that great so there's a lot there and then the most time they're not stiff enough to where they're gonna they that's a lot of force being pumped down an arrow or a bolt or a bullet if you want to be mean for you need a stiffer carbon and you need to build it a little bit differently and a sure. lot of the big box bolts i mean my girlfriend cut her hand open on iron wheel wide and pulled it through her hand and had to shoot a crossbow for an elk hunt for the first half till it got so stitched not up the only one no yeah, yeah i mean deep she, did get her jeez she pulled it all the way through her hand and sliced it wide open those things are scary sharp they're yep. awesome <laughs> on the back side and the front side yeah. she actually killed a buck in a doe she, well, she shot a buck in a doe with that same head later that season so that was cool <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, there's a, definitely a lot of improvement there, but I don't think we have anything on the table for it right now. Okay. No, what is on the pushing for it, though. horizon? Is there, anything, <laughs> is there anything on the horizon? You guys will able? sell them. I, I guarantee yeah, it because yeah. there's plenty of people out there that their comfortability was a, is with a crossbow because they're just not <laughs> confident in a vertical bow. Right. Yep. yep. Like my dad shoots a crossbow, too. Just, yeah, and, yeah, or he's got he an in, or people vertical. have an injury, but they yep. still want to keep going. I have an uncle at 72 years old. He can't pull his 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 uh, compound back, so he went to a crossbow. Right. Exactly. Um, innovation. I have an orange orange feathers in my hand. Okay. Um, adding colors is on the table. That's happening Friday, I think. Sweet. And these are nice. different shape than the ones I have up there. Yeah. Yep. What's the deal with the shape? So, yep. do you want to get this one or you want me to get this one? 
you can roll with it. Okay. Thanks, Brad. Um, so we moved to AE Veins in August. We had a lot better time running these through automated flighting machines, and they just seem to play a lot better. And Nick over at AE has been a great partner. So we these are the hybrid 23s. These are our all-around mechanical and field point veins. I'm yep. playing with some mechanicals right now, and also my bow's out of tune. I can't get anything to get clearance on a rest, so don't do that. <laughs> Fix your bow. But I'm shooting these. We have the next size up, which is the hybrid 26s. What did you say we got here? Greg drop-tuned his bow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got to do that every, you, you just, know, six it's years. Drop-tuned it. Yep. It's pretty good. Yeah, I got a bow with three different – I took three sets of limbs to get this thing put together because I had limbs from dropping stuff so much. Like last year, Isaac dropped my bow out of a tree and cracked a limb. Ouch. Yeah. So, no, that's coming out of your paycheck, guys. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, so we have those three vein options, the 26s and a four-fletch, what we like for pretty much any fixed. And then we have the high-profile three-fletch, which is kind of your moderate fixed size um, vein. And that's what most people seem to like. But we really try to put people towards that four-fletch because you do get a little added forgiveness out of it. Yep. It'll kind of cover up any shooter form issues or any tune issues. Have you guys heard of... Um any of the studies they do out of um, ground blinds, I don't know who quite does it. Greg They'll did a lot of uh, hitting his limb on the ground blind this season. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. How'd that go? Not well. Oh, I man. mean, two, two missed deers, so that's part of it. There are um, sitting on a feeder or something. Mm-hmm. They'll shoot their bow backwards, and the animals don't do anything. But as soon as an arrow is coming at them, they'll be ducked and out of the way. That quick. So we're trying to get a little quieter vein, and yep. the parabolic helps that. Yep, that shield cut adds a lot of drag and a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. It helps steer the arrow. Kind I, of I have a, a shot with that one come on my GoPro. The audio on GoPros are pretty good, and you yep. can hear that arrow flying. Oh, yeah, the they're, they're loud. And you put a vented head. I mean, our vented head, it screams at you, but it flies great. It's a trade. you got to go there, too. But those two together, it just makes for a really loud setup. So going to a little quieter vein, if you do shoot yep. a solid head, helps out. Yeah. But a lot of times that broadhead doesn't add to it, too. The V100s hissed pretty good, too, when I shot them, and it didn't matter. It was still accurate, accurate as can be, and I think that adds to it. Yep. I've actually, personally, I think I shoot vented heads a little bit better. Yep. They're a little more forgiving, a little less surface area to plane, and I just kind of deal with the noise because I'd rather hit what I'm aiming at. So. Yep. Within 30 yards, they're not hearing it that fast. No, they can't quite duck and get out of the no, way. They, uh-uh. You can change your shot, shot placement a little bit, but as long as you're within, you know. The longest shot I took was, I think it was 35 at that doe last year, and I hit her. I don't know how I didn't find her dead. I think I hit her high, and she didn't, like, there's enough, there's too much blood in the cab. You never got to leak out of the boat. It was a full passer, so I don't really understand. That high sink, that high yeah. one's a hard shot to make. I've, yeah, yeah it's, I was shooting it's from the cool. ground, so it was, it was interesting. I, uh, but it was 35 yards, and it seemed and sounded and felt everything felt great. I thought it was a dead deer, and it wasn't. At least not that I could recover, uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But right, I um, had the same thing happen two weeks ago. Yeah, hit a doe just a little bit high, mm-hmm. and I went down and waited 45 minutes, and was gonna go drag her out and sit, and then I just kept following blood and following blood, and then yeah. Just dried up. Dried up. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Super weird. It's Yeah. And a lot of that, I mean, the goal, and we have data kills. We're trying to get more data. Yeah. On. Can, is that something you guys want to talk about? Oh, about? absolutely. Because yeah. I entered all my information into datakills.com. Heck yeah. Uh, for the buck. Yep. Um, go to datakills.com. You enter your email address. Um, just so we know that you're not some random person entering data (laughs) (laughs) which you're probably going to (laughs) get we're probably going to get that anyway yeah um but then you enter you know shot distance it'll ask you a a whole series of questions 125 Um, yards (laughs) right we'll try and 
weed out the outliers. Yeah, you got to have another uh, app called data, datacleansing.com. Yeah. Yep. So AKA the bullshit alert. Exactly. That's so. just most of my stories. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about your story in a minute here. So, okay, so what are you guys doing with all that information then? We're trying to roll that into is our arrow doing exactly what we made it for, which is putting arrows on the ground? Animals on the ground. I say. I arrows. mean, arrows end up on the ground too. <laughs> arrows on the ground. Pass throughs. You know, mm-hmm. um, rolling that into new products, new developments. Um, trying to get as much data as we can because archery and putting animals on the ground is all. It's been hearsay. There hasn't been a lot of hard data to show. You know, if you shoot a two blade fixed versus a two blade expandable, mm-hmm. what difference do you get in? how far the animal goes, what the mm-hmm. blood trail looks like, um, which all lead into ultimate recovery. Okay. Yeah. We're essentially going to be able to look at somebody and say, hey, look, 500 people just like you do this exact thing and have good results. 200 people just like you do this exact thing and have okay results, and the other 200 do this and have horrible results. Is that something you, you think you like will put on the website in correspondence or correlation to like buying those broadheads or whatever? Like, hey, Data Kills backs this up. This many confirmed kills. Like, would that be a component of it? It's not like, so much like confirmed kills with a head. It's or, like, hey, look, we see that some the more cutting it, the more cutting you do on an animal, the better your blood trail ends up being. And if yep. you have a pass through with a really big hole, your blood trail is better. You find your animal faster. Mm-hmm. So, we might take that and say, hey, look, this head's got three blades. That's probably going to give you a little bit better blood trail, and it's going to probably give you a pass because it's a fixed. It's going to work well for this segment of people. We're just trying to get to where. The recommendations that we're giving are actually one accurate and two can be backed up by data. Yeah, because a lot of recommendations people get right now, it's oh, it's so subjective. It's incredible. Well, that's is why I shoot and it's killed deer, you know, which is fine. That's that's oh yeah, great. Yeah. But mm-hmm. again, that's one person. That's one outlook, one viewpoint, one bow. Like that's not all of the components and factorizations that go into it. So I think it's pretty cool. Like it'll be fun to see that. I oh, yeah. I I'm wondering, are you guys gonna like visually represent that in any way, shape, or form? Yep, so we're going to have all that data analyzed independently after the fact, because we also don't want anyone to think that just because yeah, we're involved that we're trying to make <laughs> yeah, just fix. Results are fixed. <laughs> we're just trying to make our stuff look good, because that's not Arrow the case. fraud. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's a big issue. But um, we're going to have graphs and charts and all that stuff come out, and we're also going to have our questions that we wanted to ask of the data yep. that when we put this thing out back in September answered and say, hey, look, we thought this would happen, and this is actually what happened. Because like, yeah. one of the things that we thought would happen is, hey, look, if you hit an animal in a good spot, they normally die really fast. Yep. Which, what we're actually finding is if you hit an animal in a good spot and you don't find it, you probably didn't actually hit it where you thought you would. So, like, there's things like that where even, like, where you have an animal that's really hard to find and you find, like, I didn't think I hit that thing where I thought I did. Right. So, there's stuff like that that we're hoping to answer. Which one are you, Greg? Number four. I'm going to mute you while you're doing stuff. Yeah. It's a lot of... uh. Feedback stuff happening there. One very interesting thing. I actually talked to a dog tracker here in Wisconsin, central Wisconsin. Yeah, those are great um, people, man. Dog, oh. The dog community with the trackers, really impressive what their dogs can do. Yes. Um, anyway, go on. <laughs> he, he said he was on 70 tracks this year, and of those 70, four of them were exactly where the person told them they hit it, hit the deer. Interesting. So they have good recall. They knew what they were doing. My dad couldn't tell you where he hit a deer. Only four. Sorry, Dad. Only, Only four. four of the 70. Oh, four yeah, of yeah. 70. So, yeah. So that's interesting because my dad, <laughs> uh, so I, I got this deer on 
Saturday morning, 7-ish a.m., yep. and I knew exactly where I hit it, and it felt low, and I had concern, and blah, 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 blah. Yep. My dad, Sunday morning, kills a deer. Firstly, missed one completely, undershot. Sure. <laughs> um, got the arrow, got back in the tree. Uh, I don't know, it was like 30 minutes, an hour later, boom, shoots a, a, a caliber like that, just very different rack. Sure. And he's like, I don't know where I hit it. I have no idea. No idea at all? He's like, no, I have no, I have no clue where I hit it. I don't know what happens. He's like, I have, this happens to me all the time. He's like, I'm not sure where it hit. He goes, I almost, he's like, I don't think I recall ever knowing, seeing the arrow hit the deer. Ever. He's like, I shoot, yeah. and then they're running off. And then he's like, uh, and yeah. then he sees the deer on the ground or whatever. He's recovered a lot of deer. He's killed plenty. Yeah. Um, but that's interesting. Yeah. That some people, it might just be a different version of like person that right. has the ability to, it's, it's to uh, similar to like baseball almost. It, maybe not. I forget which damn book it was. It was probably something by Malcolm Gladwell a long time ago where he talks about, uh, you know, a baseball player will will know when to swing at it. They're not actually seeing the ball come to them because your eye can't interpret a ball of that speed. They're making a judgment when that ball comes out of the pitcher's hand to take a swing. Right. Because they have to swing at that moment well before the ball ever gets to them. That's why at, I never hit the baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I feel like there's some sort of correlation there. So, right. Why do I not ever hit a golf ball? That's because you're looking up. Oh, that do it too. Look at the pitcher. You got to look at the ball the whole time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> He's looking for the pitcher. You're probably looking to see where the hell that deer ran off to, and you're missing right. that. You're missing that that split second to, the, to see where they. He's watching for the beer girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the the uh, the beer cart or what is that he, called? Yeah, the the dog tracker. He said that um, it, he thinks people are so focused on where they're aiming that that's where they think. Oh. The arrow goes. Yep, and that's yeah. not exa- you know exactly where the arrow goes. I had uh, this isn't. I want. I, I don't know if I talked about this before, but I I still feel like I failed with this deer, which is why I didn't believe it was dead because of 3D shooting. I th- I I was like the arrow should have hit here, but it hit a little bit low. And I'm talking like like four inches low, maybe maybe four inches low. Sure. And then in my brain, I was like, no, 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 I hit low. It, but it, you, you forget that that's that's a dead freaking deer. Oh, yeah. You know, inside of like that softball or that paper plate. Oh, yeah. And I was just stunned. I thought I blew it. And so when we saw that deer laying there, you saw it. And then I eventually saw it. I was like, I now understand this feeling at a level that I was like, I couldn't believe it was there. I'm like, what do you mean? You, people like come up on the deer like, oh, shocker. Right. Of course it's there, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but there's so much doubt in my mind because of the shot placement, because of 3D archery, actually. Sure. And and just knowing, like, I, I told the arrow to go here and it went a little bit low and I didn't expect that. And then I had concern. But I've heard of, um, I think Derek said that Bo's dad, Bo Bilo, who he, he was on the property and he mm-hmm. killed that, that 170. He said that he had shot a deer right where he intended to hit it and it didn't die. Yeah, he had it because it of the happened. angle. It's yeah. just the angle. It it tucked in in front of the heart and exited out in front of the other opposite front shoulder. It's just a you know from one side it looks perfect, but if you don't really have the time to assess the angle you're taking, mm-hmm. it may look perfect. You know, yep, it's right behind the shoulder, but you're not really taking into account what's on the opposite side of that. And if it's too far forward, you're you're in front of the front leg, it's not going to happen. So to that Entr- entrance point is fine. Yep. What's in the middle and through is not. So exactly. it goes to show that a little bit of serendipity and luck. 
could go a really long way. Exactly. Which is what happened with that one. I hit, I totally fucked the shot. <laughs> yeah, uh, you did. And I and I hit far you back. You lucky. And I got all of the luck because I nailed the femoral femoral artery, and he died in like two minutes. Yeah, when I went to Perfect. it was a murder scene. Yeah. <laughs> when as I went to you can get. when I went to pull the the inner loins out for him. I looked in there and like he had sliced the front of the one of the inner loins off. I'm like, well, you got three pieces in here now instead of two. <laughs> yeah. I said, but there's the femoral artery. Artery was as big around as my pinky. It was just completely razor severed, through, just severed with the, the QED. And but it, it bled everywhere. Yeah, that was before I learned I should say the word "meh" right before I shoot. <laughs> so he took oh, a couple yeah. steps. <laughs> you know, he was still moving. I didn't even like. Yeah, and well, I gangstered the, the shot. Which everyone is. I, I had to like cock my bow like a gangster to avoid my bow limb hitting a tree limb. <laughs> Break yourself! <laughs> I just let it rip. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of accumulating factors there. Yeah, looking back, right. probably shouldn't have taken the shot. No, but I should have taken the shot. I just should have stopped him. But here he is. But here he is. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, my level is not level. <laughs> that was right. like it was like the bubbles all went to the left. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be one of those entries in data kills that we might just. Throw out. Toss this. Yeah. We're just gonna, <laughs> this is an outlier. We're going to put this over get here. That, that shouldn't there. be a dead deer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the moment it hit, I was like, no. And then he died. I was like so confused. Yeah. I was like, what? Is he dead? Uh, what? That <laughs> was the funniest phone call I got at 430. I just got done with work. Dude, I, I, I think I just killed one. You think or you did? No, I'm pretty sure it, it fell over. But I, I, I'm so confused right now. I don't know what, what happened. Call me back. Get I'm down gonna, and call me back. I'm going to start our, our call-in line. I forgot to do it. And so there's going to be some weird audio feedback for a second. Ready to connect. Click connect to show now. Some you are connected as the host. Yeah. Welcome, host. You are now in the host room and can manage your callers from the call-in studio web interface. Audio uh, recording is on dual channel. Wow, it really just doesn't stop talking for a minute, but... Uh, if you have arrow build questions, arrow questions, questions about arrows of any sorts, not our, these are the guys that else. we're going to make you talk to, whether they like it or not. Yeah. Joe so, Shalasky tried calling in from Indiana. Call line is open. Phone lines are hot. Phone number is on the screen. If you're listening on TikTok here, uh, it's 262-757-4122. We do have a caller being screened right now, and I believe it is uh, Mr... Shalatsky. So I believe it said it was Joe. Hey, Joe, you're live on the OK Center podcast. Welcome to the show. What do you got for us? Oh, let me try that again. Sorry about that. Now you're live on the show. <laughs> Welcome, Joe. What do you got for us? Hey, man. How you guys doing? I messaged you guys on... Uh Go wild a couple days ago. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, I uh, wanted to tell you guys my story on my buck. He was 210 pounds field dressed. Holy crap. 105 pounds of processed meat. Holy crap. Are you sure it wasn't a moose masquerading as a buck? (laughs) (laughs) That's a beast. He had a 30 inch neck. Wow. Wow. Nice. Congratulations. You're going to be eating My good for a while. Waste is 32. Oh. <laughs> right. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, My waist isn't that. I've done a, <laughs> He can wear my pants. Yeah. <laughs> I've, done all the pro- I've done all the processing already. Cool. 
Awesome. Congratulations. And thanks for the message. So, go wild. We, we try to get in there a couple times a week. So, uh, manage two different accounts. Well, um, I appreciate it. I've, I've tried to call in tonight and I was like, wait a minute, there's a busy tone. Yeah, that's me. Uh, I can get in. Living up to my title, uh, the OKS Hunter podcast. <laughs> Sometimes we forget stuff and, and I, uh, John stuff. Was it John? Oh no, it was you. Um, Joe, just, you just thanks for messaging because I saw that come through, so I appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, did you have any questions? We're talking mm-hmm. about arrow builds, and we got Vector here. Uh, do you got any questions about arrows uh, or anything? Yeah, so I run a bare bow. Do they specifically, for the bow, do they specifically build the arrows for the bow? Like... Yeah, so... And what pounded you're running? All right, cool. So, yes, we don't build specifically for the bow, as in the make and model. Most of that information is mostly used for tracking on our side because we do see some issues happen more frequently with certain bows, so we can kind of head off issues of the past when we see that come through. But as far as your draw length, draw weight, that's going to determine what your arrow spine and carbon length are going to be, and then your desired point weight in combination with our available component sizing is going to be what lets you kind of get that arrow fine-tuned to fit you to where it's going to be sufficiently stiff so it'll tune out of a tuned bow. So it's going to be fit to the specs that your bow is set mm-hmm. to. Oh, nice. Yes, yeah, so if you plug I'm, those specs in right on their website, yep. right? Yep. On either the HMR or the ZMR, mm-hmm. and then it'll add it to your cart, and it'll show you exactly what um, your arrow build is going to look like, how long the carbon is going to be, what component, and, yeah, what vein selection you pick, and then place... The order button and it'll show up right at your door. And Joe, what what bear bow are you shooting? Um, actually, I don't know because it was a concept model. Oh wow! That's and I knew somebody in the bear. I knew somebody in the bear company that let me use it. Oh, that's cool. Sweet. Let me uh, let me pull it out real quick. That's pretty cool. Bear gave us two bows to give away at our Foam Fest event. And they were the, they're the, it's called the Bear Legit. I've worked on a couple of those. And uh, out of the box, so one of my buddies won one, and it wasn't rigged. <laughs> we, we drew, we drew uh, two winners. One winner was like just by draw, you know, like pulling a, a, a card out of a, a pitcher or whatever. Sure. And then the other one was to the, the guy that shot worst on the course. And I was like, look, I'm real sorry to say that you've won a bow. But it was for the person that shot worse. It was my buddy. It was your buddy. <laughs> it was. But I was like, that probably means you need a new bow. And right. uh, he was he was pretty ecstatic to get it. But he shot it out of the box. And he yeah. didn't lose a single air on the course. Yep. Oh, he shot it right then and there? Yeah. Oh, wow. we, we took it because you can adjust the mods on it without taking it apart or putting it in a press. That's the whole deal with that bow is yep. you don't need any major tools to mess with it. So I'm over there changing the mods and moving things around to try and get yeah. it. Now we need to move this a little more because it's still you can still put it behind his head and pull it back oh, sure. and come to full draw. <laughs> yep, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was um, pretty stoked. the The bear bow, the bear bow that I got is uh, the bear archery BR thirty three. So I'm not familiar with that exact model, but I know most of the time when you get to that longer axle to axle, so it's probably a 33-inch bow. What's your draw length coming out to? Do you know? 
uh, 28 and a half, 29. Okay, so you're right in the sweet spot for that length of bow. It's going to feel really stable because when you do get that longer riser, especially at your draw length, it's going to be a real stable platform. So I think you'd be pretty happy with that. It'll probably well, be pretty well, tune friendly. I'll have to order some vector. Cool. I'll have to order some vector or uh, arrows here in the next couple minutes. The next shit, that's fast. Uh, awesome. Make sure you use code OHP. Get yourself a little bit of a discount there. So it, it helps a little bit. Okay, guys. And thanks for calling in, and thanks for the message on Go Wild, and congrats on the heaviest buck ever. That giant, must have been a te- a were you, did you have to drag well, that thing off of public land, or, or did you were you on private, and did you get to pull a four-wheeler, or, or like, what'd you do? Uh, so I had it on private land, and uh, down here I got about 180 acres nice. in southern Indiana to hunt on, so um, I passed up a 10-pointer. That was 60 yards in front of him for him because I'm after the meat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not after the yeah, rat. So. I'm shooting the house, the dad bod buck. <laughs> so this buck is smaller than the 10 point. <laughs> smaller, smaller, smaller rack, rack size, smaller rack size but not, not as big of a bod. Did it happen to move <laughs> as well? <laughs> it might Did have it moved. Moved. It might have <laughs> That's a cow. The thing I got taught growing up. You can't eat the antlers. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, we joke and call exactly. them horns just to piss people off. <laughs> but, yeah, they, we know they're antlers, okay? But uh, The number of people that do call them horns, it's funny. Because I like think everyone knows they're not horns. It's just funny mm-hmm. to say. Like, actually, yeah. someone grabbed this rack and, like, look at the horns on this. Yep. And I was like, and they're a deer hunter. They know deer. Like, right. So it's just like this, it's like this uh, kind of, like, uh, inside baseball joke of deer hunting. And then right. every now and again, you get someone that gets really pissed off when you call yeah, them horns. They're antlers. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Captain Obvious, we know. Right. Yeah, appreciate the correction. No, thanks for the call, man. Good to hear from you. Okay, man. Thank you. Thanks, guys. You thanks. bet. Yeah. Bye. If you, anyone else has questions here for these guys, well, we got them. I mean, we're, we're talking to, to product development on the calculator side and the data, data engineer uh, savant and an engineer of, of product. The two of you teamed up together. It's been really fun hearing how you guys have innovated on product development. So please, uh, the call, like the phone lines are hot. And Tony said, I didn't fix the audio issue. <laughs> Thanks for the feedback. I don't know why, but we can hear it and it'll come through on podcast land. So, you know, there's always going to be some sort of weird technical issue on the live broadcast, apparently that I can just never avoid. Uh, as long as you can hear us, I think that's a positive. As long as we Maybe can you hear the caller. involved here, you can fix that for you. Yeah, it's a very tangled system. I actually wrote a blog post about almost everything that goes into this just to document it because it's a technical daisy chain of shit. Sure. And uh, I also want my wife to know how involved this is. So when I say I need to go down early to get stuff set up, she's like, why do you have to go down so early? I'm like, if you only understood and knew the sure. things that went into to like getting a, a live listener call in. As soon as you start streaming to three cameras to an stuff, iPad, to a computer, she starts to, a to glaze over right. and fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a lot. selfie rings over there. Yeah, I mean, that's like TikTok it. rolling. I mean, we got it all. We got it all figured out over here. Uh-huh. It's it's, But it's an evolution. Every couple of months it changes because I add something new. We're going to change these cameras out. I don't like them. I spent a year in college installing conference rooms for a business. Oh, you would know. It sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ne- There's just always right. yeah. a problem. Um, I'm going to get the, uh, I forget what it's called right now, but uh, Blackmagic makes it. It's a camera changing device. But the problem is I'll have, these are wireless. So this keeps the space okay, right? It's okay. kind of messy. Yeah. But if I throw up actual cameras on the wall, 
three, four of them, whatever it is. And I get, I'm going to have HDMI cords flowing into this desk like crazy. So I'm going to have to deal with that. So I'm going to have to run them up in the wall, back behind the wall, and then over. And I don't know if I'm going to have a latency issue that'll be the same as the Wi-Fi issue because these are all wirelessly casting to this iPad. Oh. So that's what I'm trying to solve for. I actually love this setup. I just don't like that it's, the lips are always off. Yeah. And there's a delay to the streaming service regardless, but at least my raw would be on. And then I could repurpose content better. That's because you got those little bird lips. <laughs> those little bird lips. I use that quote at deer camp. <laughs> did you guys go yeah. to gun hunting? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How'd it go? Oh, good. Five deer, three ducks, and a turkey. Nice. Yep. Holy shit. Successful week. That sounds like a turducken <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost <laughs> yeah, he had a turbucken. <laughs> a turbucken. There yeah. we go. That's yeah. pretty good, right? <laughs> That's good stuff. It was, yeah, it was good. I shot a little spike buck. Okay, good. Um, was, yeah, we promote that. In a heated tent, so that was nice. Perfect. Yeah, it was a Moved really in, cold day on yeah. Saturday. Right, Saturday morning. And Sunday morning. I, I braved rough. it for a couple hours, mm-hmm. and then my dad was in the tent, so I moved in with him. Yeah. And then Buck came strolling by, and then he couldn't quite get around to him, so he just handed me the gun. Nice. <laughs> you do it. Yeah, exactly. So did you use your tag or his? I used mine. All right, nice. good. Yep. And let's talk about your concussion here. What's going on? Oh, so I actually was going rifle elk hunting, and I got one on the way out, actually. Well, almost got one. Never even had to fire a shot. Nope. About four in the morning. How heavy was the FOC on that truck? Yeah. I mean, it was about 150. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. 50. Yeah. Coming around a corner, just run right into a cow. And that's on the way about an hour from where I was actually going to be hunting. Ouch. And Yeah. I woke up whatever morning was that, that was. the picture of the, the smash truck that I saw? Yeah. yeah. That was me. Or was that oh, Cam's yeah. truck? Oh, no. That was Cam's truck. Mine. Also. So you both hit? Same day. Yeah, we no, were no. Cam, Cam hit a guardrail. Because I saw it on Cam's profile, but then I was like, wait a second. So is it his? And no. Then, no, okay. So no. it's two different. Yeah, F- F-150, Toyota Tacoma. Yep, that's right. Yeah, I actually didn't right. get out too bad in it, but like oh, a day yeah. or so later, I started Not having post concussion. I can't talk either. Yeah, <laughs> words are hard. I thought, take, I thought it would take longer for that to come out, but since I talk about arrows, I can keep that straight. But anything else, it's a shit show. <laughs> so, it took about a day and a half to stop. Started realizing why I was just being so stupid, and it turns out I probably hit my head during that. So, yeah, ouch. Girlfriend, which you wouldn't really know either. No, I actually don't remember anything. I remember seeing the animal, and I remember getting up pissed off because I take a picture of my truck for insurance, and I was going to be late to my spot. So. And you still went to your spot. Yeah, no, I still went there and glassed in negative 16 degrees, found a couple bulls, and tried to get in on one. didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And then camped out, got up the next morning, glassed again, and found another herd of elk, and then just kept falling asleep and couldn't get in on them. So. Man. But they were there. So what day was that then? That was you were 4 o'clock on Friday in the t- morning. Today is Tuesday. Yeah. So when did you start heading this way? Um, so I, le- I drove into Bozeman Saturday night. We left Sunday morning, so... Stopped in South Dakota the not, that night and then got here yesterday. And you're originally from, so you're still making, working way back to Kentucky, right? Yep. And so. you're, are you like doing it like the, the wall follower song with one headlight or what are you doing with that? No, the headlights are actually fine. Oh. You're good. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Who remembers that song? Nope. I remember that song. Okay. No. But I did get to lay in a Motel 8 parking lot. With fishing line, tying pieces of my truck back together so it wouldn't scrape on my tires. Fair, nice. Oh, yeah. I actually yeah. built the... My, you I'm, engineers, I tell you. I, I have a soft topper, and it got so cold that I tried to roll it up, it cracked open. Ooh. So like, I had to go to Lowe's and get foam board panels, and I built like a foam board backer plate for my soft topper. How do you like this? Which one is it? It's a best top. Do you like it? No. Because it broke. <laughs> well, I didn't like it anyway because it wasn't waterproof. Oh, oh, what? Yeah. yeah, like I was camping under it What's once, the, the snow that, started then? melting, and I started like water dripping, Dri- dripping on it. Dripping on you. It was like... Yeah. 
not well, that's fun. A problem. Yeah. No. Yeah. Did they put that in like their uh, marketing literature? No, like if you look at it, like their warranty kind of sucks. So it's like that does not cover. Literally, if you put it on your truck and take it off, if you give it, put it on a different truck, so if you sell your truck and get a new one, it still fits. If it caused cracking as a result of heat, exposure, or cold, which like to which all it will be exposed yes, to. Yes. So like right. the elements are not covered under their warranty. So their lifetime warranty is like. Uh, you can they can it's get about out as of good no as the what. paper that it's printed on. Like if you sneeze and it just explodes in flames, yeah. we might help you out and like give you a T-shirt. God, I just picture Tommy Boy trying to display that whole scene with the car <laughs> crashing <laughs> and burning on the desk. <laughs> but no, I mean, give you a good look at a butcher's ass. Wait, what? That can't be right. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, I mean, it was horrible. I didn't even find the elk. I was kind of pissed about that. Um, you could at least get one with that some meat from your trip, right? I mean, yeah, like if you hit an elk and you, you know, hurt your head, get a concussion, and you, you know, got to get your truck looked at by insurance and all that fun stuff. If I hit an elk, I'm not upset. Like, that's what I came out to do. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. a win. Like, I just get two tags now. And if I don't feel the other one, it's like, oh, whatever. I had this debacle coming home from a bow hunt. Uh, I was on the phone with my wife, and then I interrupted her very abrupt, uh, abruptly to tell her, Buck! Buck in the road! Huge Buck! <laughs> And I just kind of sat there, like, should I hit it with my truck? And she's like, what? What? She was so she was so nice. She like, she's like, whatever. And I was like, what, <laughs> what do what, I do? I, I was still in like hunt mode. I was like, I, I think I'm gonna hit this thing, like really, truthfully, with my F-150. And, and I mean, I, it probably did it though, because I was like, that's probably the wrong like, choice to we, make right now. We talked about earlier, shot placement is key. Like, I hit this elk with a glancing blow. It caught the front headlight. If I hit this thing square on, going full speed, got it. oh my, I'd have had her. Yeah. So you didn't hit her in the middle. No, I know that's the issue. <laughs> Shot placement. She's, she yep. saw that F one fifty and said, "Up, oh, tuck and roll." <laughs> <laughs> tuck and roll, Grandma. Get out of this yeah. car. And that elk also lost the Mother of the Year award because it left her calf stuck in a fence. Mm. Yeah, they're they're pretty shitty moms. Yeah, I know. Survival of the fittest. Yeah, can't get. I out fit of that over fence, the fence. You don't. Are, yeah, you're not my you're not my kid <laughs> yeah. if you can't get over that fence. <laughs> Just die there in the cold. Oh, yeah. oh man. What other parting thoughts do you guys have for us from Vector? What else? Yeah, what's, what's, what's Isaac going to say? I can't believe you guys didn't talk about that. Or is he going to say, I can't believe you did talk about that? What are we talking about? I don't know. Anything uh, new or exciting coming up? Um, we got colors coming. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have some colors. That. I don't yeah. know. I know we got white, orange, like a chartreuse, and maybe a neon green. I don't know. Hey, I'm you're talking about the chartreuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but those are coming soon. Uh, we're adding a left helical for people that want to shoot a left bevel broadhead. Um, What's that? Exactly. Enough people asked. So that'd be for people like Derek who are left-handed, or people like well, Levi. What's the difference? Okay. Or people like Levi that <laughs> yeah. like are, are right-handed, but yet find it necessary to shoot left bevel stuff and left helical things. Yeah. So is it oh, spin no. different? Oh yeah. yeah it's going to spin the other way. Like there's really no difference. It's entirely personal preference. That's um, why we haven't had it because there's really no before. reason. Um, a lot of people will clock bear shafts, but. Just don't waste your time with that. It's not worth it. You can't shoot the difference. Or hooter shooter can't shoot the difference. Um, but it's just personal preference. Like Previously, a lot of companies didn't make great left bevel broadheads. Like They either wouldn't make them, period, or they'd make them out of a different steel because mm-hmm. there was lower demand. They couldn't get the tooling for it. Yeah, it's t- a different thread direction, right? Yep. Or something? No, the threads are the threads same, the but same. you just okay. grind the other side. So like a couple companies would have, like when they huh. brought their models to an upgraded steel, they wouldn't bring the left bevels because okay. they, were just, they had a ton of them laying around, I guess. I don't know. But it looks like there's kind of becoming more common in the market, so we kind of figured we'd offer that. Two questions yeah. for you guys: um, What like lighted knocks do you recommend to fit the smaller shaft diameter? 
really none. Honestly, there's not a lot of good micros out there. We have a lot of people asking us about that. Yeah, I I installed the nocturnals because they were somewhat available. Right. They, I can tell they affect some things. Not so much speed. I'm not worried about that, but just the way they fit on the on the string, and the way like the way the string is supposed to actually on release go in and actually hit the button. Yep. In the way it bites onto the string and how it could maybe affect the release of it. I so I right. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. For all those reasons, mm-hmm. it's hard, you know, to recommend a really good one. But we always say the size G. Which is a one six six. That's yep. what our shafts are. One six six ID. Um, Nocturnal makes one. I think Cabela's brand has like a um, whatever their. It it might be Nocturnal. It's a Nocturnal, but nocturnal. not Nocturnal. Yeah, it like, might be. They're all there. Are no really good ones out there. And they're and all Fire Knock is the other one. Yeah, Fire Knocks are great, but they're like eighty bucks a three pack, and they're a pain in the ass to install. They're awesome though. Why? Why? I'm just noticing that oh. the knock on this is stubbier than the one. These are up secrets here. that we can't tell people about yet. All right, so that's one of the things we can't talk. It looks. About. It looks familiar to one that I I bought aftermarket from somewhere. You guys are being so vague. It's great. I'm just trying to help them out. Yeah. Jeez. But no, those are our new prototypes we're playing with. All right. They're very, very early. They're What's still an advantage ladies. of something like that? Just um, shorter knocks are going to decrease knock end run out. What is that term? I'm asking all the questions okay. for the dumb people out there. Like, like the myself. stupid crap that I was just talking about? Yeah. You see how short that throw is? Yeah. I, that's why I noticed it. Yeah. You grab a hold of one of the arrows out of my quiver with the lighted knock in it, mm-hmm. it's twice the length. Hmm. Yep. So, so if it's, it's more to grip if on it's to? Off, well, yep. if it's off at a t- It's going to bobble off the string. So, kind, yes, uh, it does that. Oh, the knock fit, well, so <laughs> a couple of things. One, the knock fit on most slided knocks are horrible. You're going to get D-loop pinch, and most people aren't prepared to handle that because they don't tie their own D-loops or have knock sets. So that's something that just happens. The other thing that happens is as you make this longer and longer and longer, you makes it harder to keep that part concentric and straight. So you're going to have tolerancing issues. So it might be a thousandth off at an angle. So you're just lowering the margin of error yep. for flight. The closer it mm-hmm. is, the less run out there's going to be, the less tolerancing is going to affect it. So there's less room for error. Like carbon's never going to be perfectly straight. If our carbon's off at a thousandth of an inch and it's over an eighth of an inch from the throat of the knock, to the back of the car. This reminds me like torque on a car or something like that. It's exactly like that. Like the transferring of energy from one component to another. Mm-hmm. And we have not proven how much that eighth of an inch or three quarters of an inch has, you know, makes a difference yet. But we're in the works for that. Sure. We've got a bunch of tests lined up. You just um, got to be freaking lobbing arrows 24-7 on a machine. Right. Or something like that. Yeah, like yeah, they do in the car it. things where it's just like, this car is driven, you know, whatever. It's been beat up and yeah, you know, it's I mean, going. The hard part is you got to make it work on a machine for the concept exists. And you yeah. got to prove that the average shooter can. Through. And Actually, because there's yeah. stuff you can make a shooting machine do that's not helpful to us at all. Yeah. Like, right. a lot of people get caught up on some of that stuff where it's like, a shooting machine did this, and then it's like, well, we're human beings. Right. So, <laughs> so we're yeah. going to fuck it all up. What yeah, about exactly. um, the, the other question I had? So one of the arrows I lost, uh, I lost out of my quiver, and it got robbed by the, the bush. The bush. Um, sure. uh, the quiver I'm using clearly is not designed for the micro diameter yep. arrow shaft. Do you guys yeah. have any recommendations for quivers? Put that, that on, your, well? on your list of things to build. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I told us Isaac like two years ago. Uh-huh. Tight spot, tight spot, tight yep. spot quiver makes okay. they're adjustable, so you can. There's little wedges yep. in the in the quiver itself. I think Isaac said he had done something like uh, he engineered some like home baked 
BS system to keep the arrows in. I don't yeah, so did I. It maybe involved, it was you. It involved drywall screws in the, in the rubber holders, but it <laughs> I worked. Know I had, yeah, I put some electrical tape on the inside of my old quiver that I had. I uh, tried that too, quiver. but it got schmeary, and then the arrows were getting adhesive all over them. So. Oh, yeah. Better when it gets cold out. And then, yep. Mm-hmm. Shrivels up. <laughs> kind of a <laughs> top-to-bottom list exactly. of quivers that'll work. All the tight spots work. Um, the option archery equalizers work. The Matthews Low Pro Quiver works, and the Q Light and the AeroWeb HD until you mess up the grippers. Once you mess up the grippers, they don't work. The new Hoyt Quiver works. What was the first one, tight spot? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those are pretty common. People like those. I love my Quivalizer. That thing's awesome. Um, I got one right before they were cool, so not one of those guys. And then the Matthews <laughs> and Hoyt ones, they've got the new inline ones that are pretty sweet, and those do hold things pretty well, too. I haven't messed with a lot of other ones. I know, like, your average ones normally don't work all that great. Do you think there's, like, a bow that your arrow shoot better or best out of? Has that been any part of the data killer's um, collection? Well Not that you want to say bow. it even, but a well Yeah, a well-tuned, it depends on the shooter, just like a rifle. Someone asks you, what's the best rifle in the world? It's the one that the guy can pick up and shoot the best. Yeah. And you might pick that up and go, this well, thing's the biggest piece of shit. Well, yeah, the human side. I mean, I c- yeah, it's the human side of things. We actually do find some stuff that just doesn't work well for people. Like, I'll, And a lot of it comes down to how well the person setting it up can use the equipment. Like, if you get a 20-year-old bow and you can set it up perfectly, you're not going to have any problems. Now, there's stuff that's going to be newer, more efficient. This is what better. concerns me about getting a new bow, because mine works really well. Well, let's get two. So then, like, I'm just... I have concerns about switching because well, if I get a new bow and it's nice, new, and fancy, then I'm like, great, how exciting. And then it shoots not as accurate or comfortably as mine. Then I'm not like, well, what's your bow? What's your bow called? Uh, Bear Empire. How, what's the actual axle on that? Do you know? Like, no. Is it? Uh, I'm like the least is, technically so savvy is your, person. Is, is your arrow as long as the bow? It's a, uh, uh, no, I don't, Mm-mm. I don't think it is. No. Yeah. So, like, I'll tell you, short enough to have sliced my finger open. Yeah. <laughs> that that yeah. bow is probably 30 to 33 inches axle yeah. to axle. It's a longer bow. So, someone yeah, like sure. you, yeah. like, if you, if someone's coming and saying, hey, what kind of bow is going to shoot? It's not our arrow, it's any mm-hmm. arrow. Because when you're p- picking a bow, you want to pick the one that's going to give you the most forgiveness out of your setup. And that's typically going to be a longer axle to axle or a longer riser. And compared a bow to that, your draw length. compared to your draw length, like we got thirty-two inch draws, you're like a hair over, and I'm like a quarter inch over, and our thirty-two and a half inch axle to axle bows are not shoot, very shootable platforms. They're you can torque the crap out of them. Like my thirty-seven inch target bow, I can put a left hair in it, and it will never leave the center. Whereas I put a left hair in my traverse, it's all over the place. Mm. Now, so there's all this stuff where like someone like you, if you have I a, need forgiveness, yeah, if you have a thirty inch bow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and you go to a bow that's like a 34-inch or even like the new Matthews, like from the V3 on, their risers got really long. They shoot a lot like a target bow. You're going to gain a lot of forgiveness because it's a more stable platform. Mm. Whereas someone with like a 27-inch draw, like Emily, I think she commented something up there. Um, yeah. Gummies, bacon, Thanks. and cookies. So yeah. that's her. Like she shoots a 34-inch target bow for all the SAS shoots and mm-hmm. hunts with a 31-inch bow. But she's got a 27-inch draw, so that platform's very stable for her. And a lot of guys that like those shorter axle-to-axle bows, They'll tune just fine, but it's going to be less forgiving to the shooter. So, and now, like, Matthews especially, because they've really gotten that long riser, have kind of helped ameliorate. What's the word? Mediate? Sure. Yep. Kind of make that matter less with a longer riser, but really having a axle-to-axle length that mm-hmm. is a little bit longer or a couple inches longer than your draw length is going to help you out a ton. So, another project we're working on is putting together a, a tuning series. Um just some basic information to get our customers to make these fly straight out of the bow. Craig's great at that. I just send everyone to Greg. Right. 
<laughs> How many people can you help? To? What's your phone number? <laughs> you don't want my phone number. How many people? I send? I've sent a lot of people to Greg, including myself. I'll just send people to Greg too. Our co-founder, our co-founder oh. Tyler. Uh, I think Matt Strime came to you. Who else has come to you? I just helped them build arrows. I got a fletching jig, and I I do old stool stuff do that these guys shake their head at. Tuning. You you do all of the tuning stuff. Someone's got to sure. get this guy a bow Any, press. Anybody can do it. He's got to get one. Yeah. Yeah. You buying it? I've considered it. Whatever. You get a bow press down here and do them. Yeah. Oh. Get yourself a ratchet strap and two Christmas. by four and make her happen. Well, I got all that crap. You can make her happen. I just, I just don't need to be breaking expensive things. Just like put a hook in each cam and just crank, crank, mm-hmm. crank, crank. Yeah, I've seen that. That's that works fine if you're in the back country with nothing but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like all you're good. Speaking from experience. <laughs> right. Um, uh, but yeah, there's a bunch of different ways to tune the bow, and we're going to try and keep it as simple as possible because mm-hmm. you can get into the weeds. You can paper tune it, paper tune it at, you know, 30 yards, paper tune it at 10 feet. Why? So we're going to try and answer some of yeah. those questions. Mm-hmm. Broadhead tune, bear shaft tune, and, you know, the end goal is to get an arrow to fly straight, which... Yep. And not just an arrow, any arrow. Like yep. mm-hmm. all ammunition. Co- compound bows are built right. that they'll push a sufficiently stiff arrow without any knock travel and properly set up. You can grab any arrow and they'll should all shoot fairly close with minimal adjustments needed. If you can only shoot one arrow out of your bow, then your bow's just not tuned. You got an arrow mm-hmm. that'll work out of it, but it's still wrong. So would you say that would be true when you consider like an HMR versus ZMR? Um, so like I can right now I got a bullet hole in paper with my bow. I can take an HMR or a ZMR. And I can go to the calculator and put in different point weights, and they're all going to tune because my bow is set up to where when I break my shot, my knock travels in a straight line. Mm-hmm. And we spine all of our arrows out of that calculator so that they all have minimal oscillation and flex on impact. What no. was that term you just said? Flex and then oscillation. Okay. So when that arrow gets pushed, it's not working like a wet noodle. It's yeah, just yeah. going to vibrate. It's sure. going to bend, of course. It's going to flex, but not yeah. doing it a lot. So pretty much... The way that we're trying to get people to tune their stuff is so that that arrow is leaving in a straight line. Yep. And then it's going to continue going straight. When your arrow is going off one way or the other, that's Fish when you're going yeah. or what have you. Right. Or, or flexing a bunch. Yeah. And that's not only moving your point of impact, but also lacking penetration mm-hmm. on your animal. Um, if you hit if you hit sideways, you've got you know all this mass in the back that's going to try and lever off. And anytime you try and do that, uh, you're going to create a lot of friction. Which stops, stops zero short. So this is a loaded question, and I know I'm trying to bring the plane in for landing. So this is not the question asked for that. So we're gonna like avoid the runway for a second here. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thinking, like, not not to like cause it's no it's not a drama question, but it is loaded. But like, how do you guys position yourself uh, with or against the Ashby Foundation and uh, you know uh, Troy and what he has to say about all of that stuff? I mean, if you don't have the tools to do something. And that's all you can do. You can 100% get your arrows to where you can hunt by loading up the point and sending it. It's just, that's not how these bows were built. That's not how they were designed. That's not how they were supposed to work. I mean, you can 100% do it. If that's what you like to do, go for it. It's just not really the correct way to go about it. And as far as the recommendations that come out of all that, as far as point weight, broadhead type, and all that kind of stuff, you're tuning your bow in a way that leaves a lot lot on the table. Mm -hmm. You're also creating a setup that is going to be much less effective hunting because... How many times have you missed an animal? Like, you hit your animal four inches low. Why'd you hit it low? Were you two yards off on your cut? Were you shooting downhill? I mean, there's all these things that you have to think about that come down to yardage. So if you're going to add 800 grains on your arrow, you're really giving that up. So we're a lot more moderate. We kind of are trying to find out what actually makes something penetrate because it's not an energy problem. It's not a mass problem because the numbers don't change. 
So there's a lot there. Yep. No, that's good to know because that's mm-hmm. it's a. I think uh, the thing I like most of what he had said, uh, as I've watched him in the past, and we've had him on the podcast and, and, and stuff, um, is that that broadhead being as sharp as humanly possible, I thought was interesting. Because he talked about, like, how you cut at a, a microscopic level or something like that. And I was like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean. And feeling it firsthand, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's <laughs> like, I'm going to die now. It's sharp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and yes. I mean, sharpness is huge. And yep. then on the flip side of sharpness, there's also edge retention. Something mm-hmm. like our hardened 440C blades. I mean, that's a 55 or 56 Rockwell. Mm-hmm. That's going to hold its edge incredibly well. You can push that through an animal. I mean, that S7 right there is 59 Rockwell. It's mm-hmm. not getting as, hard, as sharp just because the blade angle, mm-hmm. but you can push it through a lot of stuff, and it's going to, like, you put on a best tester, it's going to move 10 points, which is 10 grams of pressure to cut a wire. Okay. And that's right. where if you take something like a softer steel or not heat-treated steel, you push it through something, you gain 200 points. So you start it off way sharper. But by the time you got through the hide, or maybe you dull cut a rib, a it's bunch. now dull. Yeah. And you don't really want to be dull cutting the important stuff because now you're pushing it out of the way. Mm-hmm. Like that high double lung that everyone shoots and never finds their animal. Well, maybe you just hit it and you just push it right out of the way. Because there's, I mean, how often do you find a broadhead on the other side of your animal? And it's like, I couldn't cut paper with this. Mm. So there's a lot there, and there's a lot of it that's correct, but it's also important to add the nuance. There's necessary. a lot. There's a lot of consideration. People are talking about your snack choices. Uh, it brings dried bacon. That's a genius. That is freaking so genius. So it's actually not dried oh. bacon. Um, I, should, I actually got one upstairs. Okay. I can bring this bag down and kind of give you guys a yeah. snack show and tell. But Ben's got his snacks out west dialed in. Yeah, so we start off. We take a gallon Ziploc bag. It's eight gummy snacks, <laughs> two granola bars, two beef sticks, and then a bag of pre-cooked bacon. And then we go with a bag of oatmeal with a little bit of protein powder and brown sugar. And then we go with like a either like a honey stinger waffle or something like that. Then I do a Pop-Tart, and then I do like a little bag of cookies. And then we also do like two freeze-dried meals. I just eat that all on day one. Yeah. Right? <laughs> all the pop Oh, no, tarts. that's for one day. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like kind of how I roll with that. I'll normally like have one of those meals for breakfast. So You're how old? 25. Oh, there you go. Yep. The, the pre-cooked bacon. It's the way okay. to go. That's, that's a and good you idea. just open that bag up and, yep. When I uh, did a boundary water trip a number of years ago, um, I, I found two YouTubers, the Hungry... The Hungry Hammock or something like that, or Hungry, uh, maybe it was, I think it was Babblefish 5, actually. Babblefish 5, okay. And he did something called the Hungry Hammock Hangover or something like that. Uh, Babblefish 5 YouTube channel, and he did all this meal prepping stuff. And there's also the Yankee Prepper. <laughs> and the Yankee Prepper said something interesting. He's like, you know, you want to tell who's really good in the backcountry? Look at someone who has clean hands. He said these photos feel like dirty hands. I don't wash my hands. He goes, if you're good at what you do outdoors, you have clean hands. And I thought that was a weird point to make. I must be really bad and at it. And this guy was like yeah. really uh, like squared away with this shit. Like bag choices, everything. It was very, Definitely. very like raw content. Shit, shit quality. <laughs> but the, the meat of the content was so good. Yep. Um, I don't know if this guy was like an army ranger in a past life or what, but he was good. And then so this Babblefish 5 guy said, you know, you can, you go to REI or wherever you're going to go for backpacking stuff. When I was young, oh, I'm going to go to Bounty Waters. Let's go to REI. What are probably 25 or something like that. And, uh, rather than buying all these freeze-dried, shitty, vacuum-sealed meals that cost insane amount of dollars, he's like, you can just cook this in your own house, use your oven as your dehydrator. Everyone has a dehydrator in their house. Use your right. oven. Set it at a low temp. I was like, wow, this is crazy. And then you vacuum seal it, and then you put parchment paper in there, and that can act as your fire starter. I was like, 
So we did. I did it to the letter. I did everything. So yeah. except we. So we cooked. I think I cooked mm-hmm. venison chili, venison spaghetti, uh, barbecue venison spaghetti, venison mac, like all of this stuff, right? Stew. Yep. And then I just spread on these cookie sheets, real thin. Put in the oven, dehydrated. It came out. It looked not good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is this isn't gonna work. <laughs> but we just packed it and went with it and yep. didn't question it. And we got up there. We poured into our, our uh, you know, we had a little jet boil stove thing, whatever the hell it was, five bucks on Amazon, and poured the stuff in there a little bit of water. It reheated like it the day it was cooked, and it was absolutely incredible. And I was, and we started fires, no problem. Sure. Uh, we used the oven as the torch for <laughs> yeah. wet wood and uh, the parchment paper. For yeah, that's fire. cheating. So it was pretty cool. So yeah, well, yeah, it was <laughs> cheating. But I was like, you're smarter, not harder, the, you know. Huh. The isobutane stove for starting a fire, is a, that's a life hack right there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But I was, yeah, so whatever, uh, you know, packing for like that kind of stuff, it was kind of fun to do all of that ourselves. It's very DIY. Oh, These I, days, there's no way I DIY sure. it. Yeah, I like the attention span. I'll get sidetracked 20 minutes in and... It doesn't lie. It takes forever. Yeah. Anyway, so. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys, and coming in yeah. studio. Yeah, we totally I, appreciate I, I like you. people. I, I, I love our virtual guests. We do that all the time. But there's just something better, I think, about oh, in yeah. person when we can. I, I get, I get, it's better for me when I don't interrupt people every two seconds. Yep. I don't live too far from here, so I actually know yeah. where Oconum Walk is. Yeah, it's not bad. I have no idea where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the OK Center along. podcast. You didn't know you're concussed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah. Does mom be bringing meatloaf later? <laughs> no, meatloaf. I'm, no. We didn't have anybody I'm definitely else hanging out now with questions. Yeah. Uh, no other callers. All the if there were questions I missed, we can always go back and, and grab them. Um, but this will hit podcast land tonight. We produce the same night we record, so uh, I expect you guys covered a lot of ground here. It's good information. Yeah. Um, I know it's like kind of post season and it's late season going into it, but uh, you call someone. <laughs> Oh, you calling into the show? Yeah. That's going to cause an echo feed. Okay, there. we're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I recognize that voice. Uh-huh. I could rec- I've been doing this for too long. I just didn't want Brad to feel left out. Like no one yeah. wanted to talk to him. Yeah, right. Um, oh. Yeah, I'll end the live broadcast. I'll end the TikTok. Thanks, TikTok, for tuning in. There's probably a question over there that I didn't get to see because it doesn't feed into the same stuff. But, uh, yeah, you guys have a good night. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. That's awesome.